Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Now, I like to think that this has been a very eclectic season of guests that I've had on. And I'm really trying to branch out with the pod. Okay. I'm really, I've really been trying to, you know, give a voice to the, to the voiceless, if you will. And there are some people that obviously who've come on this season, um, they're first timers. Uh, you know, they just don't have the, 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 the past experience to, to rely on. And they kind of just have to fly by the seat of their pants, which um, it's difficult to do. If you've never been on reality television before, which most of you have not, it's not easy. This season, for all of those of you who have been watching, you've noticed that I've had a certain connection with someone uh, that I don't think anyone, including myself, saw coming. Uh, now, some of you may not be all that supportive uh, of this development, and that's fine, okay, to each, to each their own. We're not everybody's cup of tea, but it's not every season that you go on a challenge and you find someone that you really click with. And while our showman's hasn't gotten nearly the amount of airtime it's deserved, all right, make no mistake, at this point, we're in a full-blown challenge relationship. So I wanted to bring this person on so we could make the announcement together, but unfortunately, Devin was not available this episode because we just did one last week. So instead, I decided to bring you on, Mariah. Welcome to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Happy to be here. Shy. <laughs> Listen, you've wanted to come. You've been telling me for a while now. You want to come on. You want to get your voice out there. You want to, uh, you know, see what it's like to be on a real challenge podcast. Not like all of the imposter ones that are out there. Because make no mistake, you are on the official challenge podcast. All right. All right. All right. So before we get into the episode, we want to get to know Mariah. All right. I want everybody else to know Mariah the way that I've gotten to know you, because I think, you know, there really is a lot more to you than has come on the television screen this season. Yeah, for sure. 
So tell me a little bit about your background. You have three dogs, correct? Yes, I got three dogs. I used to have a rooster. Um, I have six siblings, so I have a big family. So you have three dogs. How does your mother feel about you adopting a fourth dog? What the? (laughs) (laughs) What does she think about that? Because I know you said a few episodes ago, your mom called me a sneaky snake. Is that what it was? Listen, my mom did say you were a sneaky snake, but she was influenced by her employees, her work people, right? Um, She's open to it as long as you're sweet to me and nice to me. She's okay. My mom's very much like me, so we're pretty whatever. Like, she'll just feel it out. So that's what she's doing. What did your mother's coworkers tell her about me that made her that I actually kind of like that moniker sneaky snake I actually might that might be on my next t-shirt line oh okay I'll send her one yeah uh what made your mom or what made your co-workers tell your mom that I was a sneaky snake what is it what what, what did I do so, what have I ever done to so, earn that title I don't watch the episodes a lot like I don't watch a lot of the past seasons but the people who are challenge fans they saw the episode of you stealing money at the end. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, he's sneaky. He's going to dog her. And yeah, you seem to be okay so far. So far. Mm-hmm. That's how it always starts though. Yeah. Are we talking about this podcast episode or just in, in, in general? In general. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're okay too. Thanks sometimes. So um, for anyone that follows you on social media, they kind of, I think, uh, get a very uh, in-depth look into your, into your your uh, into your life. So when you're not... Playing with your dogs, playing Fortnite, taking hot tub selfies. <laughs> what do you do? Like, like, what's your t- walk us through a normal day in your life that I think starts at what noon? So I'm living on the edge. So I wake up whenever my heart desires, and Ooh, I nice. it is nice. Yeah, um, I just do whatever I want to do. I don't know. I have no schedule. You have whatever no, I want to do, I you, do. You have no schedule. I go to the gym. I come home. I hang out with my dogs. I go out sometimes if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't have a schedule. And that's another funny thing about you is you're not contrary to what it looks like. You're not like a, you're kind of a homebody. Yeah. Kind of a, I mean, I don't want in the, in the nice no, way I possible, like kind home. of a nerd. Okay. But you are like, you love like video, like you're a big video game. I do. Game. I like you're a big Fortnite. Video game I like hanging, you know, like I'm not like a big going out person I used to be, but like I've evolved from that. You actually told me that if you were to win this season, you wanted to basically go off the grid, buy a farm with your animals and yeah, just disconnect from society. I'll have like 50 goats. Like, <laughs> Well, you've already got one. I want to be like brother nature. So you only need 49 more if you want yeah, 50 goats. I'm trying to be like sister nature. Like my dream job would be to like have videos with like a million animals and like just doing that. You've animals said that are before. better than people. I actually would agree with that. You know why I think animals are better than people? Why? Because, and, and this is actually going to tie very well into this episode. Because animals don't have cynical motives for doing things, right? When you watch Animal Planet, for example, you watch a, whatever, a lion eat another animal. It's sad to watch, but they're not doing it to be mean. They're not killing these animals to, 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 for fun, for pleasure, you know? Yeah. They're doing it out of necessity, right? It's, it's in their nature. Whereas people aren't necessarily like that. People will do things just to be mean. People will do things just to be manipulative people will do things that don't necessarily that they don't necessarily need to do to survive or to necessarily be happy they'll do it just to make other people unhappy yeah misery loves company yeah so would you agree that that is that why you think animals are better than people 
yeah, animals love unconditionally. They're loyal. They're sweet. You know, people um, will do what's best for them. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll do it in the wrong way. But people who do that never win Hmm. in the long run. Sounds like. Sounds like you're referring to someone in particular. <laughs> I don't know, am I? <laughs> I guess we'll get into that. All right. So before um, we just got in a whole, we just went on a whole tangent about Animal Planet, which yeah, I yeah. love as well. All right. I'm a big, big Animal Planet guy. What was that? What was the uh, the documentary recently? The one on Netflix with the with the uh, the the baby seals. Oh, freaking the Antarctica one. Yeah. What was um, it called though? Frozen Worlds. Frozen Worlds. No, That's no, horrible. it was called. But what was the whole? There was a whole series. Oh. It wasn't horrible. There was there were some pretty bad parts, like the seals committee, like jumping off cliffs and stuff. All of them are sweet, and then the frozen one, you're like Jesus. Yeah, the little baby, pol- the little baby penguin that almost gets <laughs> attacked by the polar bear, but it jumps uh, in the ice hole. Yeah, I was happy. I was happy for it. As an as a nature person, do you know what the best way to catch a bear is? Like, if you're ever in a survival situation, do you want me to tell you how to catch a bear? Well, I don't want to catch it. I heard that you're supposed to scream. No. no. What if you're in a survival situation? Like, say a bear is hunting you, and you need to like get it first. Do you know how to catch a bear? No. So what you do is you need to go out to like a frozen, like a, like if there's a lake, just like a frozen area, right? And you got to cut a, a hole in the ice, like a bear-sized hole in the ice that a bear could fit into. And then what you do is you take peas, okay? And you dip them in honey and you place these peas around this hole that you dug. Then you go and you hide in a bush or a rock, somewhere that you can, you know, be hidden from view. And when the bear comes up to take a pee, you run up behind him and you kick him right in the ice hole. Johnny, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me, when you started saying peas and circles, I'm like, bro, I'm done. All right. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Anyways, good joke, Johnny. <laughs> that was a good one. I had you going. You were about to start taking notes. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you I were. Was, listen. All I was thinking when you told me to cut a circle, in uh-huh. my head, I'm like, do you think that I would ever go and cut a circle? What if it was a challenge? What if you, but now just watch. You know what, Mariah? What if in the future, a future challenge, you have besides, to catch a bear? I would do anything besides being underground, like dug up. Okay. That's the only thing I wouldn't do. I will do anything. Scared. Super scared. But I'll Anything? Do anything. That's not true. Yes, it is. What would I not do? Can't talk about it on the, this is the children's program. All right. All right. All right. So- before coming on the show, you were, an, as an outsider to the game, there's a few outsiders this season, I would say. You, Kenny, who else? And, and I'm talking about people who've never done reality TV before. Chauncey. Me, Kenny, Chauncey. Chauncey. That's it. What did you know about the challenge before coming on? Like, what, what, what info did you have? Did you watch any seasons? Other than me being a sneaky snake, what else did you know about, about the show? So, I only watched the last past two seasons because they sent it to me, and... um. I saw, I, I really, honestly, I saw nothing. Like I saw scenes of Fessy that- You saw that, nothing? Like I didn't, I had no, I'm a very like, I have to see for myself type of person. So I don't look at something and automatically judge it. I want to see for myself. Mm-hmm. So watching the season- um, Just real quick, is that, is that what you did with me though? Because I yeah, felt, no, I felt like I you mean, had- I mm, cold, listen, I feel I like you had, had some prejudgments about me. I was, I was for sure, you know, cautious and I warmed oh. up like way later. Way, way later. I think I you're know, still, they don't even show that. I think you're still warming up. Yeah, well, you you're know, still I'm, defrosting as we sit here. Listen, I'm, you know, I have to feel it out and I have to make sure because I hate when I'm nice to someone and they don't deserve it. 
Okay, Man, so I feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing going on. Right <laughs> no, I just a lot hate of subliminal so mess, very... <laughs> a lot of subliminal hinting going on here. No, um, so watching the past few seasons, I saw Fessy be mean to Anissa, and I remember I was like, dude, I don't like that. That's not who you are as a person. And so coming into the season, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that everyone gets to know Fessy the way that I get to know Fessy. Mm -hmm. So there was no, I didn't look at people and think, oh my God, they're going to be this way. But definitely going on my show for the first time, it was, um, thanks. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not expected. Like I didn't expect what it actually was. You know, a lot of people weren't maybe the way that I thought they would be. People aside, just the, the, the setup of the game. Like, did you expect to go into it and have it be that oh, mentally- I like draining and emotionally taxing. When I went into the game, I would watch the challenges and I'm like, dude, I'm athletic. I got this. Like there's nothing. I'm not worried. But going into there, like when you're isolated, you're with people you don't know, you're waking up early as hell, you're malnourished. Like it mentally does like put a toll on you. Like you could be really good at something, but because you're so in your head or, you know, you don't know who's plotting against you, you're paranoid, it could ruin your game. Like, mm -hmm. you could be great and not show it because you mentally, like, fucked yourself. And that's, and I guess that's what I was getting at. Do you feel like there were aspects of not just your athletic, physical game, but also your mental. social game yeah. that maybe you weren't able to, like, necessarily express this season the way that you wanted to? Oh, yeah. As you, I mean, I feel like I'm doing it right now. When I know that I'm getting recorded, I get stiff. I don't really say what I want to say. But um, as you saw in the house, I'm freaking talking to everyone. I'm social, whatever. But as soon as there's a camera in front of me, you know, I would kind of shut down a little and get like, forget what I'm saying, you know? Beyond that, though, I'm talking about coming in, at, coming in with Fessy this season, yeah. coming in with okay. somebody who obviously has played the game before, who, you know, has gotten very close, you know, to winning who is a force in the house. Mm -hmm. If you notice, I'm actually saying I'm heaping positive accolades on him, uh, like unlike he likes to do on me for whatever reason, but that's for another conversation. Um, coming in, do you feel like you were almost kind of like living in your partner's shadow a little bit and you weren't able to necessarily be as outspoken and be as big of a part of, of the team as you wanted to be? Do you feel like you were playing Mariah's game or do you feel like you were playing Fessy's game? So going into the season, I for sure felt like I was playing Fessy's game and I was playing his game because in the beginning, like I didn't mind. Um, I felt like when I got in the house, I felt alone. Like me and Fessy, Fessy coming into the season, he's like, I'm going to focus on my game. I'm not going to focus on girls at all. Like, are you going to focus on guys? What are you going to do? And I was like, wait, Fessy's, just wait, hold on. Fessy said he was going to come in and not focus on girls. Yes. Well, he did a bang-up job of that this season. <laughs> he changed his mind. <laughs> did, you don't say. But, um, you know, he's like, yeah, you could do your thing. I'll do my thing. And I was like, okay, cool. But when he said, do your thing, I do my thing, like, I didn't know it was going to be, like, him, you know, having discussions with, for instance, Michelle about game and then saying nothing to me. Um he definitely left me in the dark as far as like competing together. We competed together well and he was very encouraging. So I will not take that from him. He was a great partner when it came to competing. But as far as like the choices we've made, like, you know, when we threw in all the rookie girls, you know, that was every girl in my room. Mm -hmm. um, they all moved out of my room. I was the only one suffering. And it's not like Fessy was over there saying like, are you okay, Mariah? Like, what do you want to do? It was never that. But do you think, okay, but 
and and to play devil's advocate here, yeah. do you think though that that decision, even though he threw, you guys made a decision to throw in people who were in your room, these aren't people you knew very well. Yeah, you but just why? gotten to know them. And what I'm saying is, do you think that maybe the decision that he made, he felt like was in more the best interest of not just your guys's game, but also he had to kind of, uh, you know, stay true to relationships that he had built over time. Yeah, which is why I listened and agreed to it. I respected it. And I was partnered with him. I wasn't a rookie, rookie team. So I wanted, because I was friends with him outside of this, I wanted to respect his decision and, you know, the people that he built these relationships with. So I rode with him and I listened to him because I didn't mind, like, I don't mind someone taking the lead if I trust them. You know, and I completely trusted Fessy. And, you know, of course, I was a little upset that, you know, we weren't communicating or he wasn't really being like the friend that I wanted him to be or a partner. But when it came to competing, we did well. And I just kind of, you know, made my own relationships aside from him and just kept it going. Name one relationship you made that <laughs> you actually are really thankful for making. Uh, I can't think of one that at the top of my head. Good, I can't either. Yeah. I don't think I made one meaningful oh, relationship yeah, this yeah. last season. Actually, I did with Devin. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So we're gonna get into all that. Obviously, the uh the the melodrama that is the Mariah and Fessy yeah. ride or die partnership, if you can even call it that. Would you guys be Fariah or would you be messy? I think you'd be messy. <laughs> Probably. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, messy. That, yeah. that definitely, I think that is, you know, yeah, that that, that completely encapsulates yeah. your guys's your guys's team. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get into the episode. All right. Because a, a, a lot's gone on up to this point. But it seems like coming into this episode, you guys, you guys were, were good. Right. Partnership wise. Yeah. We had that little talk. It seemed like you guys were in a good spot in the house as well. I, I do think that you came into to a good position with Fessy because he was one yeah. of the ones that was able to play both sides very well because he was kind of protected on one side. And this is prior to you and I even yeah. having uh, uh, anything. Yeah. Anything. Um, prior to that, though, like Fessy and I came into this season, I think, in a pretty good spot. Like, really, last time we were on a season together was Total Madness. I did him a huge solid at the end by not sending him into the elimination, which for all intents and purposes, we probably should have against Rogan, uh, but we didn't. And so I think coming into this season, we kind of had this understanding where it's like, listen, dude, like, you know, we're not going to take aim at each other. And then obviously you and I consummating our relationship the way that we did this season. I think that that also just further solidified, I think, yeah. our alliance, if you want to call it that. Yeah. So on my side, I think you guys, obviously you guys really good. But then on the other side, when it came to like the, you know, the Jays, Nelsons, that whole alliance, I think that he was also solidified there as well. So yeah, I think was. you guys were, were in a good position up to this point where you were able to kind of float, mm -hmm. play both sides. Which is what I want to do. I didn't even, you know, I wanted us to win when we won. <laughs> but other than that, I wasn't upset anytime we didn't win because I didn't want to make those decisions. I'm glad you said that. Because a lot of people, we're going to get into this too. Got a lot of shit last night on the episode. Or I don't want to say when it was. I got a lot of shit for that episode during the puzzle when I basically just laid down and it was obvious that we weren't trying. Why try? Okay? I've never been on a season where winning is a bigger detriment and losing is absolutely no, there's no risk at all to your game. Yeah. I looked at where Nani and I were at and I'm like, Why would you want to win? Why would you want to win? Yeah. 
because we're good. We're going to have to now throw in four teams. And if we just, I could literally lay here and laugh for an hour and we're not going to come in last. Yeah. Which is why I tweeted that. Which is why my post was, I'm playing chess. You motherfuckers are playing checkers. Uh, like, well, I didn't want, I, Fessy and I went so hard for that challenge because I didn't want Tori and Devin to win. Mm. Like me and Amber the night before we listened to them through the walls. Ooh. Like <laughs> you did. Yeah. Amber was lookout and there's like one spot in the wall where you could like hear everything they said. Okay. And you know, obviously Troy was upset about Narice and Jordan. Ooh. So it was, I believe her, Anissa and Devin. And they were talking about making big moves. I could have sworn I heard my name. I knew I heard Narice's name. So I went up to Fessy and I'm like, Hey, like we need to win and we need to put, Tori and Devin as main vote if we win. Are you sure they weren't referring to you making big moves on me? Because as sure. we saw in this episode, you were putting the moves on me multiple times. Okay. Oh, in that yeah. that that survey, they got we got that surveillance <laughs> shot in the beginning where uh you claimed you were checking my dental work. Mariah, you were not. You have great teeth. You had no reason to be checking mine like that. I was just making sure that they're up to par. Are they? I don't know. They caught they got you. <laughs> they caught you. Okay. Can't put anything past the eye in the sky. All right, so they were talking about you making big moves on me and you heard this through the wall. Yeah, so I was paranoid because Tori and Devin were the only team that like we never talked about anything. Mm -hmm. So I knew like that they would go against us. And you that was the only team that I didn't feel 100% comfortable. Obviously with anyone, I'm not comfortable because even when our friends won, I was like, okay, I still have a small, slight feeling that we might get put in. Is this the sneaky snake thing again? You, you really think I was going to toss no, you? No, no, you know, okay. because that was before me and you even like, what? we just, yeah, we we're just hanging, you know, like we we're talking, whatever. Okay. But me and you in the beginning were already aligned because of Casey and Nani. And Fessy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fessy, Casey, and then Casey, Nani. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So. We're skipping ahead a little bit. We're gonna go. We're gonna pull Let's it back. back pull yeah. it back a tiny bit. All right, right. Episode starts off. We've got Olivia and Nelson who are fresh off of their. I'm sorry, Olivia and Horacio who are fresh off their win. Although I would like to put an asterisk next to that because I think me and the Jordanimal should have actually gotten credit for that win because without us a yelling over Jay and Michelle's so they couldn't hear and helping Olivia and Horacio, there's a good chance that that elimination goes the other way. Fair? I, that was a hard challenge for me because I wanted neither team to go home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I won't lie. I was upset that it wasn't fair with the screaming. Mm -hmm. So I don't know which way it would have gone because they're both really good competitors. But you, Michelle is very good at puzzles. You've never Olivia, watched, you've already said you haven't watched many challenges before. Yeah. Had you watched many challenges in the past and eliminations and more specifically eliminations that I have been in, you know what you would have seen? No, I know that. Every they... opportunity for people to work against me and root against me and root for their team, they have done. One of the first eliminations I ever did was in the Gauntlet 3. It was a slider puzzle. The entire house, house helped Evan do it and not me. Uh, more recently, World of Worlds 2, we had to do a puzzle climbing wall. Uh, we had to put, you know, a, a magnetic countries in their place of origin. Guess what? 17, 18 people helped Zach and Zahida. Three people helped me. Um, so that's just the way the game goes. No, I understand okay? and, that. And, and it's just so funny how there was so much hostility and there was so much like anger and, and oh, the challenge has got to change. 
Why, where I was all this energy? Change. Okay, but where was all this energy in the past when? It's it's constantly evolving, man. No, like it's no. it's things I, over time. People's opinions change over no. time. This is part of the game. Part of the game is part of the game is making relationships and building alliances. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, okay. there were me and Jordan were were, were yelling for Olivia Narasio. There was a lot of other people on that stage. Why was nobody trying to help Jay and Michelle? Because everyone, the okay, obviously everyone that was against Jay and Michelle was mm -hmm. against them, okay, which was all the vets, okay? And then us as the other teams mm -hmm. who, you know, are aligned with both of them, we're kind of shutting up because mm. what are we going to do? Like root against the other, you know? like Exactly. So what I, you're saying is- For instance, I wanted Olivia at the house and I wanted Michelle in the house. So for me, it's like, I'm going to stay quiet because- I'm happy with either of them coming back. So if I'm going, if I see that everyone's cheering for Olivia, you know, I feel bad for Michelle, but I'm not like, dude, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like what it appeared to me is like, you know what, then you should have made better relationships. You shouldn't have tried to make an alliance with every single team in the house. And if you had had some riders with you, but they would have helped you. But in, unfortunately what you Devin. did, unfortunately what you did is you made enemies with two of the most dangerous people in the house, myself and Jordan. And guess what? We worked against you. Anyways, yeah, a lot of people did that though. Anyways, Olivia and Horacio win, come back to the house. The episode literally starts off with Olivia and Nelson like dirty macking in the house. And I'm like, but this, it happened before. They were already like kissing on the bus. And I'm literally sitting there watching this like, Olivia, you're going to make him like, like put him in the doghouse for a little bit. Your boy toy here, Nelson, who's already sent you in now for the second time. You could, by all, by, by all intents and purposes, have gone home tonight, and you're just going to forgive him that quickly. Don't you think she should have made him at least grovel a tiny bit before? She for sure should have gave him some shit for that. Um, personally, I probably would have not. If you did that to me, I would not talk to you. I, listen, I misspelled your name once on accident. I spelled it M-O-R-O-N. And you didn't talk to okay, me for two days. to hell with you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't disrespect me like that. Exactly. But. I um, misspelled your name once completely by accident and you didn't talk to me for two days. Yeah. He sent her in and almost sent her home when they I were think, like. I think that Olivia is just a very forgiving person. So yeah, no since she didn't go home, it was like in her eyes, she's like, okay, I have my friends here and I am still in the game. You know, we don't know. What would I honestly, I feel like if Fessy and I were down there, I, there, I know people are controversial about this, like if we would get help, but I think we would get help because you guys wanted Jay and Michelle gone so bad. I would have helped you. I, I didn't want them. Listen, I know that you, everyone, all the vets wanted them gone. So why? Because they were honestly, in my opinion, don't be mad. They were doing so good. Like they were, they were making big moves, even if it wasn't something I agree with. Let me with. ask you a well, question. They, listen, they didn't, okay, they didn't make, they could have made big moves. They made big moves by putting certain people in, but then they failed to execute, which is why they got eliminated because they could have got big teams out early, but they didn't. And they were in a position to make those big moves. But why? Because they won. Which why, is, and why did they win? I know, but you know what? In their, and honestly, in their shoes, if it wasn't, if it wasn't them, it was going to be someone else who probably would have put them in. The second time. So the first time, obviously, when they won the boat challenge. Yeah. Uh, don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> that was great, by the way. <laughs> who taught you how to row? Uh, you know, I was just a professional. I could tell. Yeah, I'm surprised just, you haven't picked up for the Olympics just, with your rowing skills. I didn't skills. want to make anyone look bad. So I was like, you know what? Let me just like. You and Fessy looked like bit. it looked like straight out of the notebook. Like you guys were just like on this 
Do you remember when I ran into you and you're like, it's like the uh, Titanic, like the Titanic. Johnny, do you remember you? You're like, can I pass you? And I'm like, dude, you think I have control of this boat? Like I'm wherever (laughs) the wind takes me. Like I can't help you. In your defense though, you obviously have never rowed a boat in your entire life. Fessy was not telling you the right way to do it. But do you remember when I passed you too? You're like, Mariah, what are you doing with your oars? Hold it like this. And I was like, oh. And I remember at one point Fessy's like, we could almost get this, the the thing. I'm like, Fessy, that's a fourth. We have to get the third, man. Yeah. You you were holding like ski poles. I was confused. (laughs) Um, uh, anyway, listen, and I don't want to, I don't want to delve too far back into the past, but no, 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 it's fine. But what I was saying was on that challenge, Jay and Michelle won. I had no problem with them winning. Cause guess what? Up until that point, we were one of the teams that they had a quote unquote deal with, but then, and then the same thing goes for the next challenge. When they won, they won two in a row. The word scramble when Nani was punching me in my arm, (laughs) I wasn't trying to win that. In fact, what I was trying to do is I was trying to talk as loud as I could and give either you and Fessy, Devin and Tori, or whoever the third team that was up there with us. It was Laurel and Jack. Laurel and Jack. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, hey, I don't want to win because then I got to make a decision. Let me say these words out loud so one of the other teams that won't throw me in will win. And we're good. And I, up to that point, also didn't think that Jay and Michelle were going to throw us in. So my thing is like, there were multiple teams, and I don't care what they say. Tori and Devin say this all they want. They weren't trying to win, okay? Yeah. I think Laurel and Jack were probably the only ones up there that were trying to win. So I don't think you and Fessy were either. Well, I didn't want to win. Because nobody wanted that smoke. You know what, though? Looking back, watching the season, though, like now that I see how it plays out, I will say like, I wish that I wanted to win and I wish that we made those big moves, you know? Yeah. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, this is another thing that I, that I thought was, was kind of funny. Olivia and Horacio going in while Nelson was the one that made that vocalized what the decision was. Norris knew that was going to happen, but she kind of got to sit back and be like, Oh, I'm going to let Nelson make this decision when that wasn't the case, dude. Like, so do you, don't you think though, that, that, that Norris in a way was just trying to like, you know, almost have the blood on Nelson's hands and make it like, oh, this is just my partner's decision when it when the heat should have also came down on her. Because it seemed like the heat from Olivia was strictly directed at Nelson, but Norris didn't catch any of that heat when I think that she should have as well. I think it should have at least been 50-50. Well, so me and Norris talked and Norris said that she would save us and we would save her. And it's because... Me and Norris, we had a rookie vet team. So we were in agreement like, okay, um, Nelson and Fessy are friends. Me and you are friends versus, you know, with Olivia, we were friends with Olivia, but Horacio didn't talk to anyone a lot. So we already had this agreement, but you can never be so sure if people are going to keep their end of the agreement. I was hoping that Fessy and I would pull the dagger because then we would have had to make the decision and I already knew what route we were going. Do you think that being put in that position, it would have made Fessy cry? Okay, you know what? I really, I truly felt bad, okay? <laughs> so you know what we're transitioning to now? Yes. What the hell was that? I've seen a lot of strange things. You but, know what? No, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying that just seems so out of left field. Like for me, and especially after playing multiple seasons with Fessy, I mean, he really does come across as this guy that like has this really tough skin, doesn't take anything serious, doesn't give a fuck, wants to win, and is confident in his abilities to win. but. When I saw that, like him break down and literally start sobbing, like, like, I mean, literally like a child because he was so upset that he didn't feel like he was pulling his weight or he wasn't coming across. Like, 
what started? Did, was this something that you saw coming or was this just kind of out of left field? Because for me, yeah. that was totally out of left field. So I definitely saw it coming. I don't know if you remember the bonfire. We had a bonfire and I remember Fessy started making, you know, comments towards Tori. Um, I don't know if he was like, fuck you, Tori, or I'm going to put you in or something. But I remember, you know, we didn't know the next game was going to be the decision that it was. And you don't know if Tori and Devon are going to win. So I didn't want him to lay his cards out that he's like, fuck you, Tori. So I told him, I'm like, hey, Fessy, do you want to go inside and like get food? Because I could tell he was off. And so I sat him down. I'm like, what's going on with you? And he just started crying. And, you know, I do feel bad for Fessy because he does, he, when he goes into challenges, Fessy does try like hundred percent. Like when I watch Fessy compete, like it made me want to be better for him. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, some of the challenges when he didn't do too well, um, he was really hard on himself. And I told him like, dude, it happens. Like no one's perfect, you know, not your day, like whatever. But, um, I, I feel bad because my mom tells me, you know, people who act like that sometimes need the most love. And I think that Fessy does need love. And, you know, I, I felt bad for him. That's my partner. He hasn't gotten enough love this season. My God, that's every time empty, I turn around, there's another, oh, so you're talking about like, oh, okay. that's like empty love. That's We're not like, talking about making love. No, no, that's like filling a, that's like filling a hole mm -hmm. with something that you're always going to feel empty with. And mm -hmm. I feel like Fessy was doing that a lot. And it's like trying to fill a void with sand. Yeah, like he, th there's still, it's something still going to be missing. And, you know, I told him even. It's trying, it's like trying to fill Nelson's head with, with, with a brain. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I told Fessy that sometimes you don't win because you're not ready for it or you don't deserve it yet. And, you know, they didn't show that part, but, um, you know, that was my partner. And I literally, everyone in the house talks so much shit about him. And I always, always was the first person to defend him. Who talks shit about what? Dude, everyone, we would, I remember we were in a circle, it was me, um, you weren't saying anything. Um, me, you, Narice, Jordan, Tori, I, 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 you know, don't quote me in this because mm -hmm. I don't remember who was in there. Don't worry, we won't quote you on it. We'll just record it and put it on the podcast. Okay, well, no, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember people were talking about Fessy and a lot of people told me like, hey, Fessy, you know, he's going to show his true colors. And I was the first person to always be like, no, like that's not him. Like he's... You stuck up for him. Mariah, I will tell you this. When it comes to the whole ride or dies theme, you were a rider. Okay, before I even, and I feel like I, I know him pretty well, but you stuck up for and defended that guy like, like you were like, like his guard dog. Like we'd be out there, if, so, if anyone said anything even slightly negative, like, oh, did you see what Fessy was wearing today? You'd be like, hey, the electricity was off today and he got dressed in the dark. And it was like, whoa, Mariah. <laughs> Yeah, because relax. Like you, like you really like stuck up for this guy. Like because, when he, even when like when he wasn't there, when you didn't have to. Because I wanted people to see the version that I had of him before coming into the game. Which like, was I see the kind, considerate, listens, thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Like Fessy was a good friend. Like you know, we didn't hang out all the time because I don't like to hang out with anyone. Let's be real. I hang out and then I want to go home immediately. Mm -hmm. But so then, what was the difference? So so how was Fessy different? How is Fessy outside of the show different than Fessy on the show? Outside of the show, Fessy talks to me, you mm -hmm. know, we play video games, we hang, you know, like it's funny. We're dying laughing. He's considerate, like yeah. so, just everything that he was, he wasn't in the house. And I still defended him because I was like, you know what? Maybe he's just, I don't know, maybe he's going through something and I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, and then 
you know, him talking and doubting himself, it made me feel bad because at that point in time, I still had a soft spot for Fessy because, you know, like I knew him outside of this and I feel like you brought me here. So like, I, I want to, you know, I want you to see that I think you're great. You know, do you feel like the fact that he brought you on, do you feel like the fact that you were his partner, he brought you on the show? Do you feel like you almost felt like you owed him something? So, so you weren't able to, I guess, play your own game because you felt in a way again, like I wanted to respect his game. Yes. Okay. So I didn't get to be as vocal as I wanted. I was just kind of laying low. Like I was laying low, chilling here for the ride because I wasn't a rookie, rookie pair. So like I, I need to respect his, his, you know, relationships. And I wasn't thinking about it. Like, Hey, you know, I, it's never been my goal to be on the challenge. You know, I didn't realize how much I would like being on there. And mm -hmm. I wish that I vocalized more and expressed myself, but instead I continuously defended Fessy and pretended like I was fine by us not having conversations. I would look at other teams. Um, and I would be like, dang, like, I wish my partner would, you know, come talk to me or, you know, say anything to me, but he didn't. We only really talked during challenges. Why do you think he has, in your opinion, why do you think, I mean, cause he's got all of the intangible attributes. Why do you think Fessy hasn't won? Because you have to have heart. And I feel like Fessy wants to win. He has all the qualities about it to win. He's smart. He's strong. He's athletic. He has endurance. I think Fessy's a great competitor, but I feel like he will throw anyone like he'll, he'll wreck through anyone to get what he wants. And I feel like you could win temporary things from that, but you don't win in the long, long run being that type of person. I mean, we saw that with Nelson, who's supposed to be like one of his best friends. He, he literally sent him in, which is what I think caused a lot of the and controversy last episode is you, yeah, you're right. Like, I think he'll do anything that he has to in, in, in order to achieve that ultimate goal, which is to win. And you know what? You won't win like that. And I feel like, over time, you know, if you think, I don't know, I, I always say that people doing bad things, you'll maybe win temporarily and you'll feel like you'll, you win, but karma's real. So when the time comes, when you really need it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna succeed because you know, you did something bad in, in the past. Well, you did tell him though, quote, you're going to lose a million times, but you're going to win a hundred times more. So he's going to win a hundred million times. Cause if that's the case, I better saying, get to work. I'm saying like you could lose a whole bunch, but that doesn't mean like you're a loser. You just keep fucking working until you win. And I feel like over time, season after season, Fessy's going to evolve and, and become the best version of himself. But like, it's hard when you're on TV and people are watching you grow and have their opinions. And as much as anyone wants to say, it doesn't bother them. Like, I know it bothers Fessy. Like, and that's why, that's why I had such a soft spot for him because I wanted everyone to see that Fessy is like a good person, you know? And I do, I still think that Fessy is a good person. He just wants to win so bad. So he will sacrifice anyone and throw out any relationship to win, you know? Who the hell is, hold on, someone's at the door. <laughs> we don't need any more pillows! Dude, I got a delivery. Oh my God. Well, Pizza delivery for bananas. <laughs> Just when you thought these couldn't get any more fucking oh. ridiculous. Look at who What's fucking going rolls, on here. Look at who rolls in. The Godfather himself. You guys have to share this mic. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. All right. So Mark, we were 
Did you watch? Am you I watch, coming in hot? You were co- and fucking yeah. ferocious. I love it. I love it. All right. What's 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 the topic? All right. So what we're talking about is uh, we're talking about last night's episode. Challenge thirty eight. Yeah. We're talking Good about episode. with her and Crazy Fessy, up. and we're talking about their dynamic. And we're we're just about to get into, and I'm glad you came because this is a perfect segue. Okay. Into when it went from pairs to two teams, it looked like, and you know, obviously the theme of the season is ride or dies, right? So you're right. supposed to ride BFFs, for yeah. this person you're paired with. It seemed a lot like once the once the teams got split up, and they went into two different teams, it seemed like one person in your guys's partnership was still riding for the other one. Yeah. Riding or dying. For the other one, while the other one wasn't really sticking with that theme. So, Mark, what do, do you feel like Mariah got a fair shake? From an outsider looking in, yeah. you want that opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is what I watched the episode. So this is my opinion from outside looking in. I wasn't there, so I didn't see what was left out of the edit or not edit, right? Yeah. Uh, because we all know sometimes the good stuff is left out. Yeah. So this is me from an outsider, and I think this is what I saw on social media as well was it seemed like when you guys split into teams, someone, meaning Fessy, started thinking about me rather than we. Yeah. So so when I saw that, I saw it online too, and on Twitter, people were talking about it as well. So I don't know if going, plus TJ said, hey, make sure you look out for your ride or die. You never know what's going to happen. So obviously we saw what happened at the end. So my question would be, was, does this now fracture the relationship or is there a chance to bring the relationship back together? Because for me, it basically means he showed his ass last night, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if that was my ride or die, I would have been upset because I would have felt like Fessy was playing for him now, not knowing that we might be back together as teams at some point. So that's the way I felt. And I think a lot of people online being fans felt that way as well. Um, but the question is, does he, you know, kind of like backpedal now and try to win you back over and gain your trust or from, from your standpoint, is that a trust breaker? Do you think? Well, damn, hold on. Let me think about this. That was, you don't, you want to hear, you want to just, you want to just take over here. You want to choose Let's, let's trade, let's trade seats. You know what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like that's, that relationship is fractured. So, because listen, when the theory, when the topic is ride or die, right? It's like, it's like you're, remember, you did rivals. So it's your rivals, right? You're like, you played it till the end, which was fantastic. But when your rider dies, you would think at some point you would have to have each other's back from beginning to end. And it just seemed last night that he didn't, ha- once you guys split, he did not have your back fully because, you know, I, was there a top, were you guys talking before about teams or how to strategize or was that not even a topic? Yeah, because, and, okay. and, and, and yeah. exactly. So elaborate on that. Okay. So right after we won the challenge, I went up to Fessy while we were walking back and I was like, Hey, um, do you want to talk to make it fair teams? And he said, I brought you here. And then he stopped talking to me. And I actually Did he be- say that meaning like, like a flex, like, Hey, I brought you here. So let me do what I'm going to do now. Or yeah, it made me feel disposable because I was like, you know, we won this together. And, you know, there was people telling me around the house that he was talking about me saying that, you know, he brought me so far and he carried me. And in my opinion, I'm like, you know, you're only as strong as your other, your partner. A thousand percent. So, um, you know, hearing him say that I just kind of was like, all right. And then I ended up getting really sick. And Johnny actually was, you know, bringing me stuff, talking to me. Fessy didn't check on me once. And Olivia, Dr. Bananas. 
Doctor effing bananas. And Olivia Nerese. I took your temperature too, but don't tell them how I took it because. All right. This is a children's. This is a children's program. Yeah. No. Um. It was. It was hot. The old banana rectal. She was hot. So you. I had a fever. You used a perfect word, which I think a lot of people um could kind of see. Like you used the word disposable. Like he thought you were disposable. Like one of those cameras. Like one of those old wind up cameras that you just throw away when you're It kind of felt like you know he. Like you said, he he brought you on once it was once you weren't a benefit to him, he had to switch into gears of all fessy. As soon as I wasn't his partner, he looked at me as his enemy and I didn't look at him like that. I just looked at it like I'm going to look out for you and you look out for me. So then coming into it, him saying that and then Olivia telling me, he says, not my partner, not my problem anymore. Wow. Um, you know, we're going to the club and everyone's talking to me. We're not really, I'm not plotting against him at this point, but I'm thinking he's shady. And um, Jordan pulled me aside and Norris and Olivia, and they're like, hey, we should do this as a team. I think that you should completely fuck um, Fessy over because he's being shitty and he's talking about you. Who said and, this? Um, everyone. Olivia. Jordan? Yeah. Well, not Jordan. Olivia, Norris. But Jordan wanted to be on my team with me, you. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But um, going into the club, like, I gave him a chance because I'm not spiteful and I'm not like a, I'm, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty level-headed. So I was like, all right, maybe Fessy will talk to me in the club. Didn't talk to me once. And then try to pretend like I wasn't talking to him. So he did say something interesting though. He was saying in the club to Casey, he said, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to riders, how ride or die are we actually? So I think he was already, this is just what it looked like to me. Okay. And I'm really going to take, try and take an unbiased approach here. Cause obviously we whatever have what we have. I felt like it was him coming in and Fessy wants to win at any odds. Okay. And at do whatever all at all costs, whatever it takes, he wants to win. And he saw you when you guys were partners as a, you know, as, as something that was helping him as a, uh, uh, you know, a, for the game. A, yeah, yeah. A way, like a way, a means to the end. Right. Once you guys split up, instead of still seeing you as all right, even though we aren't necessarily, on the same boat right now, pushing in the same direction. We're going to need to keep our boats close by in case, in case one of us starts to drown, we could throw the other a life preserver. And instead it was almost like you guys went from being ride or dies to almost like adversaries. Yeah. We already weren't talking in the house and then, you know, he's pulling this shit. So then I was like, but he's, but what was funny is he was accusing you of doing that. He was the one, he was saying that you were the one that started to close up and you were the one that wasn't talking to him. And you were the one that, you know, was being shady. He came into my room before interrogation and he's like, Oh, are you okay? And I was like, Fessy, you know, you haven't talked to me at all. You've been saying, you know, all of these bad things about me. And now the only reason why you're talking to me is because, you know, in a few minutes, we're going to have to go down to interrogation and, you know, you want things to go your way. And I don't feel like I could trust you. And then we went into interrogation. He didn't talk to me at all. There was many times I tried to talk to him. Um, I would try to talk game with him and Michelle would be like, yeah, me and Fessy just talk game. So I would go to Fessy. And I'm like, Hey, what'd you say? And he'd be like, I don't want to talk. Michelle and Fessy talk game. Yes. Uh, and are then you sure? She would what tell kind me. Of game? What listen, kind of game were they talking? Yeah, Mark, what, what kind of game was this? <laughs> yeah. Was it pillow talk? Was it under the cover game? <laughs> well, wait, wait, before, I leave, before I leave you. Was it hide the salami? Was that the game that they were talking? Well, before I leave you, answer me this question. Okay. So Me or Mariah? Mariah. Oh. So now that this is exposed and you felt that way, is the, is, is the relationship fractured in your mind? 
without giving away too much, yeah. or are you open-minded enough to... Is it, in re- is it is irreconcilable? This, yeah. Is this how I felt in the moment or how I feel right now? No, in the moment. In the moment, I didn't see everything. Like, I still, when we were in interrogation, he told me, because we started off saying, you know, I told him, I said, I don't know if I could trust you. I don't want to lay my cards out. And he's like, Mariah, I brought you this far. I'm not saying anything bad about you. He made me feel like people are trying to just get in my head. He manipulated me. And I trusted him. And I... Everyone but me, though, right? At this moment, I, I was okay with him. I just, I wasn't upset about the picking. I was upset about all this stuff coming up to it. You're going to have your your fessy alerts up a little bit more. Um, well, you know what they say. You can pick your friends. You can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's nose. You can't. Guys, oh, All right. Um, just stop by to say hi. Look, how crazy is this? We got, we, what yo, are the odds? What are the odds we get the <laughs> godfather Bye. stopping in hot and fucking ferocious? I'll see you soon. Bye. Yes, all you right. will. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. The challenge. Yeah. We go into this challenge. We don't know what the hell it is. There's gonna be a lot of power. You guys wanted to win, obviously, right? You wanted yeah. to win this one. We wanted to win this one, yeah. The most power. What did you think TJ was talking about when it's like, this is the most power you're going to get? What did you think he was referring to? I had no idea what he was referring to, but I knew that I wanted to win and that we wanted to throw in Tori and Devin. So that was like the big thing for me because I, in my head, I'm like, okay, we've been quiet this whole entire game. Like we've been playing in the middle. Like it's halfway through the season. Like let's just put where we're at now. Did you want to throw in Tori and Devin? 100%. So you can get rid of Tori so that your friend Narice could have Jordan all to herself without Tori's watchful eye? Was that part of the strategy? All right. No. Come on. No, for Don't real. Worry, no one's listening. Uh, no, uh, for real. We'll, here, we'll turn off the microphones. Sasha, uh, edit this part out because Mariah is about to talk. For real. You, you wanted to get rid of No, that it way? had nothing. Listen, I don't care about anyone's love thing, okay? Like, I didn't even, even like hanging out with you, I'm like, dude, this isn't a love thing. Like, we need to, this, it's a challenge. Whoa, whoa. No. It's the first I've heard of this. No. What this I'm is saying news is, to me. I, I don't want any, so I, don't, I didn't want love to affect, like, I didn't want like relationships to affect the game. Like, so when it comes. It was all fake. <laughs> no. Wow. What I'm saying is, I know Tori and Devin were not with us, and if you're not with us, you're against us, you know? And that's for sure who I knew we were going to put in. And then Anissa and Jordan, of course, because they put us in. So, Narice had no part in this? No. Zero part. She wasn't like, the only only interference to me and Jordan being together forever is Tori, please. Narice was not scared of, you know, anything when it came to... Okay, so Tori, Tori, it starts, I mean, we get a shot of them wrestling. Obviously, we're taking out some some sexual frustration. And then Jordan, in his interview, says, we cuddle and wrestle doesn't mean we're getting back together. No, it doesn't. It just means it looked like he was just teaching her the rear naked choke hold. I felt like he was leading Tori on. It made me feel bad for Tori because, 
you know, I know Tori has maybe, you know, had her fair relationships in the house after Jordan, but I know that it's hard to actually see it in front of your face. So I feel like Tori actually handled it way better than anyone else would, because that's really hard to watch, you know? And obviously like it's fair for Jordan to move on. It's fair for Tori to move on. It just sucks the position that they had to do it in front of other people. What's your thoughts though? And I, and I know I, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more because I think about it and I'm like, if I had to deal with not just being in a house with an ex, someone I was engaged to, which I don't even know what, what the hell that must feel like, but then have to watch this person like yeah, canoodle with somebody else. Like that would be really difficult. So that's I hard. agree. I think, I think yeah. Tori handled it well, but, and I know Norris is your friend. Yeah. But don't you think that it's like, I don't know, isn't it kind of like girl code to be like, yo, like this dude was like engaged. The, fian- the significant other is here. Well, uh, maybe this ain't the, the the right move. Like read the room. Don't you kind of think that that, that that was kind of a bad on her behalf? Well, she asked me and Olivia our opinion about it. And, um, you know, we did say we weren't sure that maybe she should just not pursue it because, you know, it'll affect her game. And that was a big thing. But as far as like um, her and Tori, you know, it, it sounds shitty, but her and Tori really weren't friends. Yeah. So the girl code thing, it's like, that's not fair. You know, you can't girl code every single girl. Yeah. Like, then what are you left with? Um, Literally, like, what? No, we heard we heard Olivia's advice. Olivia was basically like, who cares? You don't know this girl. And I'm like, all right, Olivia, you know what? You are like the girlfriend that guys don't want their girlfriends hanging out with. Okay. She, listen. Like, if you get in a fight with your girlfriend and she's like, I'm, I'm going out with Olivia, it's like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I'd rather you go out with fucking Satan. Well, you know, she's she's giving the advice. Like, she's just telling her the facts. Like, they weren't, they weren't friends. They didn't talk in the house at this time. And, you know, it sucks that it's, like, right in front of your face. Um, but at the same time, like, did I think at one point, like, maybe you shouldn't do this? Yes, because it'll affect your game. But then when it happened, everyone was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And then eventually Tori gets over it too. So when did you know? Because I remember when it when it dawned on me, I remember we were sitting there in our room and I looked down and I see Jordan like rubbing Larissa's leg like on the bed. And I'm like, whoa, where did this come? Like I felt like I was an idiot. Like I'm like, I didn't see this coming. When did you know they had like a thing? Dude, I've been knowing. I knew. So it happened early on. No, like they were they okay. When he walked into the house, he liked Norris, okay? And um, obviously they're just flirty, whatever. And then, um, a couple days before that is when she's like, Hey, like, I think I like Jordan. And you know, she said not to tell anyone. So that's why when you're like, did you see that? I'm like, no, it's nothing. <laughs> wow. You fooled me. Well, I, you know, well, she says, she says point blank. Uh, Jordan's not like my type. And it dawned on me like, where have I heard this before? <laughs> Somebody else said in an interview, he's not usually my type. Well, you know what? When and I'm you- like, oh, really, Mariah? What's not your type? Charismatic, handsome, funny, built like a fucking brick shit house. <laughs> Expert parallel Parker, trophy deer hunter. Listen. N- North America's number one slow dancer. Credit score of 780. I will say. I'm sorry. I How will- am I not your type? Listen, I will say that when you're in the challenge house. That's a breakout house- for you, Sasha. <laughs> I will say that in the challenge house, like you get to know people like in a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So it definitely opened up my perspective and, um, yeah, you know, like you get to know people on a different level than what you, than on a surface level. Like if it was outside in the, 
you know, the real world. Do you think me and you honestly would have a long conversation? We'd probably, it'd be probably so surface level and stupid. Like if you DM'd maybe me, on your, maybe on your, well, who says if you, if you DM'd me and you're like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, how are you? What you doing? Oh, I'm just driving to the gym. Why are you automatically assuming that I'm going to slide into your DMs? I'm just saying, well, what I'm if not, we, what if we I'm met each other on like farmers only? I'm on no dating websites. I've never been. Well, I have Christian like, Mingle when I was in high school. Christian Mingle. I'll be on nothing. I like I like organic things. Hmm. Narice says in that scene though, she goes, uh, she basically says something to the effect of, "Tori's here. I know that's his ex. I don't want to cause any problems, but this is on camera. Do you think that that was just for camera, or do you think that's how she really felt?" I think. I think that Narice, from like a girl to girl level, like you said, I think she felt. Listen. Narice felt bad that Tori had to watch it, but Narice is going to do what Narice wants to do, you know? So it's, she did feel bad. She doesn't want to hurt someone in, in, in the process, but also she's going to follow her heart. And one thing about Narice is like, if she's feeling something, she's going to do it. Then we get the shot of, uh, you know, Narice going to bed. Jordan's just sitting in there waiting for like a, like a package waiting to be unwrapped. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Jordanimal, that's smooth as sandpaper. <laughs> Don't you love how, and, and again, I mean, I feel like every other, whether it's Nelson and Reese, I mean, I'm sorry, Jordan and Reese, Nelson and Olivia, uh, Fessy and fill in the blank, they've all gotten like very great cinematic little love stories. Me and you got caught on surveillance once. Well, and then they got a shot of me rubbing your foot. I'm like, <laughs> and then they got a shot. I'm like, guys, like up to this point, I think like we probably had. Well, people our, our our story only would rival maybe like Romeo and Juliet, which not to foreshadow people, but that may or may not be the way that this fairy tale comes to a conclusion. Well, I will say that me and you, our relationship started, you know, pretty rocky. You don't say. Well, you know, I'm not a fast person. You know, I have to feel you out. I don't just jump into something. And I felt like people in reality TV have a, a different time like a what's the word i'm trying to think of like a different perception of reality like, yes like you just you guys will just like someone don't say you guys okay well, don't people- say you guys because you want to know something of all of all of the seasons i've ever done on the challenge i'd say and i've done 21 i'd say that maybe i've had out of the 21 seasons four showmances only one of them that actually turned into something that was like meaningful. So I know I get a bad rap for being like, oh my God, this is his move. He does- I don't do this every season. There's no shot. Majority of the seasons I've been on, I was actually in relationships when I was on them. So. Well, what I'm saying is I was. Not I- my jam. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is everyone was trying to me- make me be a type of way. Like, I know they were. Because everyone else was moving fast in the relationship off the bat. I'm not like that. Like I have to get to know it you. It also didn't help that I had everybody like Anissa salting up my game every time I turned around. Like can so you guys are my friends. Can you, can you at least throw some like, I don't know. Hey, he's a good guy. You know, he helps old ladies across the street. I once saw him put a jacket down for, you know, a small child to cross through a puddle. I'm listen, I'm glad it happened the way it did because for instance, it wasn't shown on camera, but when you try to kiss me. What? When? Yeah, yeah, you tried to kiss Never. me getting tea and I was like, "No, no, no." No, I was not <laughs> trying to kiss you. I was actually I wanted to see what flavor tea you were drinking. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It well, was it was Earl Grey. Mm, yeah. See, well that that moment, uh-huh. I feel like you realized 
that you would have to actually get to know me. Yeah. And then we actually got to know each other mm-hmm. instead of just jumping into something and having it so surface level. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. Superficiality. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not into shallow pools or shallow people. Yeah. Like it, it was I like good. it deep, like the ocean. It was good. How it, how it runs happened. deep. All right, God, stop getting soft on me. Jeez, how much wine have you had to drink? Okay, softy. You're freaking softy, McGee. Good. Okay, stop. You're going to ruin my street cred. I am not soft. The soft is. I'm actually the hardest that that there is. I got receipts. All right. We're in the challenge. Um, The barrels. I thought me and Nani had something figured out. No. I thought we were slick. I wanted. I like so- to always think about like, oh, what does everyone else do? Let me try and do it differently. I think I fucked that one up. I looked at you and I remember I wanted to be like, Johnny, what the hell are you doing? But instead I was like, all right, let me just keep it going. Like, let me mind my business. Let me focus on what Fesky and I are doing. But it was very funny. You looked like you were trying to like Irish jiggy over that thing. I was. I was trying to, I was actually just trying to make everybody else think. It was, it was strategic. I wanted everyone else to second guess what they were doing and try and do what we were doing. Then we were going to do no what everyone one else did was it. doing. Um, <laughs> I will say Jordan needs to do a little less shit talking and a little more because, I mean, if he spent a little more time focusing on the task at hand and not yelling at everyone else, probably would have, I don't know, finished a little bit better. Rossio and Olivia, there's obviously a some, you know, there, there, there's there's an imbalance in that relation pair as well. Do you think Rossio pushes too hard or do you think Olivia just doesn't do enough? Listen, I don't say that it's not doing enough. I think that you have to go the pace of your partner. So if your partner just can't go faster, like you just have to, you know, you just have to go down. You're as strong as your partner. That's just what it is, you know? She want, He wanted to go faster and she couldn't go faster. She had to take a break and it frustrated him. And then when she finally regained her strength, I feel, and her like, she caught up to her breath, I think that he was so pissed that he didn't communicate what they were doing. Whose strategy do you think was better on the puzzle? Ours or everybody else's? Listen, you were chilling. I mean, if I were you, I'm going to be honest. If I was dead last, I would be panicking. I'd be like, I suck. No one's going to like, I'm just the worst. I would be so hard on myself. Why? Because I, there was no point in, there was no point in not, but, but there was no, there was no, there was no point. There was no disadvantage to coming in last point, but you know how I am. Like I'm stressed. Like when it comes to a challenge, like when me too, I didn't want to let down, I didn't want to let down Fessy or have it on me because I know if it was on Fessy, you know, like I'm not going to make a big deal about it because I'm pretty like whatever, but I didn't want to let him down. Like I wanted, I wanted him to be like proud that he brought me. Yeah. You know, listen again, not to, Beat a dead horse, ladies and gentlemen. No incentive to win. Disincentive to win because you're putting four targets on your back when you don't need to. And that's where I felt like we were. And I'm sorry. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. And when I realized that, like, we weren't going to win that time because we could not. Well, yeah, you weren't. You guys got lucky on that puzzle, too, by the way. You guys just put it up and it was together. Listen, it. It was. I remember I looked and I remember Fessy was, we were going to look at it and I was like, hold on, like Fessy, I yeah. think. And then we did it. it you was, guys you literally. Know what? That was God's grace. I'm, listen, winning the challenge was a gift and a curse. What was the, okay, we know the gift. What was the curse? Um, Just, I, I felt like I saw things that, I, I felt like my eyes got opened, you know, like the person I was defending was not, he, he didn't have the heart for me that I had for him. Nerese says something interesting, okay? And this is, again, going to this whole thing. You're in fe- Once the team splits and yeah. like, the way the team's going to go, she basically says that it's Fessy's team and you do what he says. 
Is that true? And if it is, how is that any different than her and Nelson's partnership where it's like Nelson's team and she does what he says? I would say in this moment, like it was true. I was chilling. I was there for the ride. He didn't do, listen, we only won twice. Okay. So the first time we won, um, the first time we won, I did what he wanted. You know, it was whatever to me. I knew, I knew these people for seven days. So it wasn't the end of the world to me, but I did feel really bad about it. Um, and then up to that, like what else, there was no other, anything like we won this, like there was nothing else. And you know, when Nerys and, um, Nelson won twice, I, I feel like it was the same situation. Like you could talk more than I did, but like you still were doing the same thing that I was doing. And uh, and again, going into interrogation or going into not ter- interrogation, your guys' uh, team separate when you guys were picking teams, which I thought was, I thought it was, it was very funny how they basically turned into a chessboard. Yeah. Um, what was your understanding going into that? Like what was, how were you guys going to divvy up the teams? Because again, and they didn't show this either. But we had, you and I had discussed, actually, they, the, the scene that they showed when, when we were laying there and you put your foot in my hand, which was really weird. Like, okay, where did that come all right, from? All right. Started putting your dogs all over me. Anyways. Um, we knew at that point, it was like, you were going to go Jordan first. Yeah. Because not only did you want Jordan on your team, you wanted a niece on our team, which made sense. Well, I was- But you knew there was, was no shot. Tight. You knew no shot. You knew there was no shot that Jordan and me were both going to be on the same team. Yes. That's why I was confused by what Fessy was saying because we talked it out because going into interrogation, the first thing I said to him was, I don't know if I could trust you. And up to that point, it's because he was talking so much shit about me. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying things about me to people, um, discrediting, like making me feel like- because the truth is, like, I, f- I felt like Fessy just brought me because he knew, like, he had a good chance of winning with me. But he didn't he didn't bring me and, like, honor or respect me the way that I was honoring or respecting him, you know? So going into that, I was still open. I was like, you know what? Like, because I was talking to, you know, people and they were like, you should just do the teams that you want, blah, blah, blah. But I'm a person of reason and I still give people the benefit of the doubt. So I was like, all right, I'm going to come in here and tell him exactly how I feel. I'm going to tell him all the stuff that he's been saying about me. And um, he basically said that he didn't say any of that and that people are just trying to get in my head. And um, he wants to make it fair for the both of us. And keep in mind, I was also so sick at this moment. So we were going back and forth for like 45 minutes. Finally, I was so like over it, sick, fever, cold. I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. Like, let's just do the teams. Did the edit that we saw, that deliberation you guys had, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, did that edit, was that pretty realistic? Is that how it actually went down or was it different than what we saw? It was different. We knew what we were doing. Even Fessy's like, um, like before, you know, we drove off, he's like, he's like, you're going to keep your word. You're going to do what we said. So then if you knew what you were doing, if you already guys knew what you were doing, then why was it such a shock when you shot, when, when you guys actually picked teams and it was like so lopsided and it was like, it literally was like an NFL fucking football team against the bad news bears. I told him that I said, your team is stacked and my team were a freaking puzzle, puzzle McGee team, dude. Like Mm -hmm. you have all like the strong and we're just kind of like the little tiny things over here, you know? And I But you have that, Jordan, who's the most handsome, who's better than me, listen, who's on a come up, I'm on a come down. You have him on your team. So what else do you need? Listen, I listen, I disagree. Give the guy a cape and he's fucking I Superman. With Jordan's statement. <laughs> but I do um I love Torga Jordan and I think it's funny when he screams and too. yells because I think he's passionate. Nothing but love for Jordan Animal. Yeah. So I, listen, I like working with Jordan and also like, I made it such a big deal to have Jordan because he's not more handsome than me. 
And he gets I, way, his, his haircuts are fucking all way right. worse too. I made it a big deal to get Jordan because I know that Fessy was intimidated by Jordan and he was talking shit about me being shady. So I was like, why am I going to put, give you him on the team? I knew that he was going to take you, but it's, if, if I give, if I take you, it's going to be me, you. No, thank Kenny. you for not picking me. It's, I'm so glad I ended up on the team that I did. <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I appreciate that. Freaking jerk. It's going to be me, you, Kenny, Anissa, and whoever, dude. And then like, and then I had to pick, I had to pick the, the people. You're telling me you, me, Kenny, and Anissa, that's not a fucking dream team. Listen, come on. And then I had to think Mariah. about, listen, I had to think about who I was picking next because either way I was screwed. So I thought about it and I'm like, okay, I either Fessy's going to get all of these people. I'm going to get all the rookies. So my picking was the, the best of what I could do. And I'm not saying like, I'm upset with my team because I don't doubt anyone's abilities. I would be if I was you. Okay. You're That's a jerk. Me. Uh, the eyes don't deceive. And when I saw those two teams standing there, I was just like, I know, like, I know. But Damn, also, Mariah, like, you got I'm fucking had. I know, but I'm also optimistic. So I'm like, you know what? Like, it is what it is. I wasn't upset about the teams as much as other people would have been. It just, I guess the buildup. You and, were not upset about the teams. You were just upset with the upset. fact that your team was never going to win. <laughs> I, listen, I, I it was nothing about the teams. I just was upset because I felt like I was being a good friend to someone who treated me disposable at the moment. Um, and of course, you know, we talked about it outside of the house, but I didn't know the extent. Like it bothered me when he said he's going to leave me in the dark and pretty much say that he's going to manip manipulate me and outsmart me in the debate. Yeah. Like I wish he just said like, Mariah, you're my enemy now. Like, like I just wish he was honest because how he made it. He didn't talk to me. Like, so what you felt, so what you felt like was going into that deliberation where you guys were going to be team captains and, and split the teams up. You felt as though you were going in and from the understanding that he gave you that you guys were going to do this, it was going to be fair. And there was going to be no, there was going to be no tricks. There was going to be no manipulation. This was going to be whatever we can do that is going to mutually benefit both of us. But what ended up happening was... It just hurts when you're genuine and yeah. someone's not. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay that it's a game, but it's like, you brought me here. So how are you going to say all of this about me and do all this to me when you brought me here? It's mm -hmm. like, I'm not someone you met in a game. Like, I met you outside of this. So, and I even told him going into the season, I'm like, hey, please don't talk about me behind my back or, you know, like be a traitor of me because I've seen you do that. And I don't want you to do that to me. And he's like, I would never do that to you. I know you're outside of this, blah, blah, blah. And I understand wanting to win. Um, I'm, I'm really not upset about the teams I, like obviously obviously it's not what i wanted but it was more the fact of all the stuff he was saying and even stuff that comes on later in the season that i can't bring up until it happens you know so i realize i'm like man i have so I much think, to say listen, and i can't yet uh, and here's the thing i think the reason why it, it comes off the way that it does because if you look if you watch it's like it's almost some sometimes some of the things that fessy does and some of the things he says don't jive and I think the reason why is because the moves that he's making and things that he's doing aren't necessarily true who too early is. I think he's a lot closer to the Fessy that we saw earlier on in this episode when he was emotional and when he broke down and when he, he, he cried. And I think it's, 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 he's, I feel like there's a struggle inside. I think there's two opposing forces that are pulling Fessy in two different directions. One of them is this desire to win and to do anything he can and to screw over anyone he can in his path to do that. And then this other side of him that is a emotional, genuine, fucking yeah. loving, caring person. And that's, I feel like the, the, the battle that he's facing. And I think yeah. that that's what he needs to, 
I think, address. And instead of, because what it sounds like from, you know, from what I've heard since this episode came out, it sounds like what he's trying to do is justify all of his moves and almost put it on you and, and make it out like you were the one that did something bad. When in all yeah. honesty, what he needs to do is just reconcile within himself why he did it and kind of just be upfront about it. Yeah, and you know what? I saw him pin a tweet or pin a comment saying that I turned on him. I never turned on him. Like, you've seen how I was. I When I read that, I was like, dude, are, are you... Like, are you serious? Like, I gave you so many chances to talk to you and to try to work it out, and you didn't want to do that. You know? Like, in reality, you know, you didn't talk to me. Even when I would try to talk to you about things I was upset about or talk to him, he would be like, can you find a girl to talk to? Like, can you... I don't want to hear this. Like, he was not being there for and me. And said, you came to me. <laughs> was I the girl? Well, was I know, your best? Was I your best girlfriend? Listen, you were my bestie in the house. Oh. Yeah, like, you were my bestie. Well, next to Devin, you were my bestie in the house as well. Yeah, well, I liked going in the room with you and Devin, having story time. It was pretty great. <laughs> it was pretty great. I like you guys listening to me. <laughs> um, and, and and again, not to keep a harp on this, but, but that's a very interesting point. I think, I think, and I've seen this happen in the past before, where People don't necessarily react to what happened in reality. They react to the edit that is shown. I even see people doing- And nine it. times out of 10, the edit that is shown is so far from reality. So what Fessy's doing is he's he's responding and reacting to the way that they edited that episode, and not, not truth. what actually happened. Yeah, and I see a lot of people do that. Like they their interview is completely different to what they're actually feeling or what they're saying in the house. Yeah. So- Kind of like you when you were like, oh, he's not my type. Like, I don't know, blah, blah. But what you actually meant was I had a, like once I had a dream and I and I had the ideal suitor for me to spend eternity and beyond with. And I just showed up and his nickname is Bananas. Was that what happened? Oh, that's right. a. If you could tweet, if you could tweet something right now and at him and he's the only one that could see it, what would you say? Probably, I don't know, maybe that I hope he fulfills, like, gets what he needs. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I know when someone is secretly, like, down or, or hurt or wants something so bad. And I feel like I hope he fills that, that gap so that he could become whole. Because I see the good in Fessy. I don't know. I don't wish bad on people. Mm -hmm. No one's like, well, no listen, one bothers me enough. I don't know. I like you both. Okay? I really do. Yeah. And I think that. When you guys were good, you were really good. Coming away from this, I think that there is, you don't necessarily, and, and I say this all the time, and it's, it's difficult to do, but sometimes you don't want to let the game. I'm a person of reason. You don't want to bring game and what happens on the show and let that spill into real life. So I'm just hoping you guys, whatever way possible, whatever way you can, you guys can reconcile this thing and, you know. Listen, I don't want Fessy getting bullied online or anything. Um, I don't even know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Mariah's just, Mariah's three quarters of a bottle of wine deep right now, ladies and gentlemen. So it's just, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. The game could bring out a side of you that you're not proud of. That is probably the most profound statement I have ever heard. This game could bring parts of you out that you are not proud of. Been there, done that. There is not one person on the challenge that can say that they have not. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. My imperfections make me perfect. Um, all right, Mariah, listen. We could talk about this. We could talk all night. We're probably going to once this is over. So I just want to thank you for stopping by. For all the fans out there, for all the people listening right now that want to find you on social media, how do they do that? And tell us about this new little Twitch situation you're going to be doing here soon. 
you know, I'm going to start streaming my games because I'm a Fortnite nerd and I love playing video games. So if you want to follow me on anything, it's Mariah Jade A and uh, Mariah's with an O instead of an A. Yeah. Come watch me play games and watch me not be shy. Mariah Jade A. Yes. My last name is not Jadia, man. All right, Mariah, thank you for stopping by the Death, Taxes, and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I am Oprah, and I love you. Bye.